Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with other guests invited to help you, our audience, improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like the show, tell others about it. Want to make a comment or be a guest? Email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Your host was Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Until next time, keep faith with the ideals that made America great. And remember, small business is still the backbone of commerce. Oh, don't go away yet. We played our outro before we played our intro. But that won't happen again, I promise you. In the meantime, we're, we're going to give you a, a fascinating uh, interview that we did uh, quite recently and hope you enjoy it. I figured out who the neighbor around the corner is. Oh, yeah? I like him a lot. Ooh. He lets me talk as much as I want, is very simple, and has great plans. <laughs> okay, I have to meet him. Sure. Say hi. This is Metro PCS. Metro PCS is in your neighborhood. Come say hi and get unlimited data, talk, and text for only $30, period. All on the fast nationwide 4G LTE T-Mobile network. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. One gigabyte of high-speed data included. See store for details, terms, and conditions at data management info. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. You know, today we're really glad to have a very unusual entrepreneur on the program. He's an American who uh, moved full-time to Mozambique five years ago and now runs the, the Sunshine Nut Company. We, w- we want to welcome uh, Donald Larson uh, to the program. Uh, Don, I don't know if you're aware, but Don Larson pitched the only perfect game in history. I'm sure somebody's told you that in their time. And I was fortunate enough um, to have been there that day. So every time I see your name, uh, yeah, yes, there's a long story about that. But anyway, Don, welcome to the program. It's great to be here, Don. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'll tell you, um, we saw you at the Fancy Food Show in, in July. Uh, well, no, I guess it's June. I always, it used to be in July, now it's in June. And uh, it, you're such an unusual story. Uh, I'm going to start by asking you the usual question I do of all our guests. Tell us a little bit about your, your personal background before we get into anything else. So fire all away. Right. Okay, personal background, Um, I graduated from Penn State University with a degree in industrial engineering and a minor in robotics and automation. Uh, Went to RCA New Products Division for two years, then went to Kunzler Meets where I was director of engineering in my 20s um, and spent five years there. And then I went to Hershey Foods. Um, It was Hershey Foods Corporation back then, Hershey Chocolate and uh, spent 13 years there climbing the corporate ladder. I, uh, I was pr- principally used as a turnaround guy, um, but I was getting new positions each year to, to turn around helpless, or, or I would say very, very broken systems um, in procurement, uh, engineering, 
manufacturing, IT, um, even commodities. Um, so my last job was director of op cocoa operations, where I bought all the cocoa for Hershey's. Um, and that got me into uh, New York and uh, to the commodities pits. And believe it or not, when I would come into the commodities pits, all the New Yorkers would have baseballs for me to sign. So I knew <laughs> that there were a lot of uh, Yankees fans in that uh, commodities pit like yourself. It's wonderful to hear that you were there actually that day. No relationship to me, but um, I, uh, uh, it's a very impressive feat that the guy did. Um, I came back. Uh, I actually went into Africa to assess the cocoa crops in order to develop the strategy for on the market. And that sight of this incredible poverty really changed my life. So as I got back to Hershey, I actually, in about six months after I returned from that trip, I quit and I, I uh, took a position building the largest cocoa processing factory in the world down in the port, port area of Philadelphia, the cocoa port area of Philadelphia. I uh, got it start, started up and running uh, in two years for a group of foreign investors. Uh, was had matched the flavor profile for uh, companies and was shipping uh, upwards of $50, $60 million of product a year to uh, those companies. And the investors sold it out from under with me without knowing it to the largest chocolate maker in the world out of Switzerland. I then had a, a chance to say, what is it that I really want to do? And there was a spiritual journey involved with that that took, uh, it, was, it was quite a, a long journey, about two years of, of having uh, some depth and some fun. Uh, but that resulted in me developing uh, an initiative called the Sunshine Approach, which is uh, using world-class food products to bring people out of poverty in third world nations. Wow. So that's pretty much my background. Wow, that's very impressive. Now, obviously, the next question, how did you end up in Mozambique and in, in Nuts? Yeah, well, I initially did some consulting in Tanzania, and that was um, largely because I had a friend over there. So I went over and I consulted with them. And really their problems of having half the crops rot in the field, uh, they wanted to develop a market to go into uh, Europe with fresh produce. And I advised against that and said, you know, a simple conversion from, from, shelf, from perishable, uh, you know, your crops into shelf-stable, whether it be through canning or, or packaging or, or dehydration um, or processing, um, would, would not only allow you to feed your people when there was times of scarcity, but also would allow them to employ them here, and you could sell it into the industrial market, you know, because most companies, the big giants, uh, take in, you know, dehydrated onion, uh, processed tomato, dehydrated garlic, you know. So there's all types of possibilities. They, they did, were too scared to do that, so I said, well, I'll do it on my own. And before I got into things like chocolate or spaghetti sauce or even the components of that, which would be, you know, the, the liquid cocoa that I had done for, for the chocolate companies or dehydrated onion or garlic or, or processed tomato, I decided to pick something that I was familiar with since I had managed a, a chocolate factory up in Nova Scotia for Hershey that did box chocolates. 
in the center of that factory of, of extreme complexity, all the disciplines of chocolate making, was a nut roasting facility. And that was probably the easiest of the operations. So I chose to get into nuts and cashews. And really, Mozambique is right underneath Tanzania. It's ideally suited for what I'm trying to do. In, in the 70s, they were number one in cashew processing, their largest supplier of the world, and then um, a civil war for 15 years and a, uh, some, world, some bank policies uh, really decimated the industry. So it's now lower than that, but it has the means to want to get back to being a, a, a star in, uh, in cashews. So I decided to go there and develop uh, uh, a value chain um, solution that would not just bring a, a finished product to, to sub-Saharan Africa, which would go into the, the world's finest retailers, but it would employ people all throughout the value chain, not only at the roasting facility, which now we have 50 employees at our roasting factory that are, most of them are, were abandoned or orphaned in their youth, so I've raised them into positions of leadership. But then we have 1,000 people up uh, in north that are shelling the cashews. And since most of the farmers are smallholder farmers with three to five trees on their, on their land, we have about 50,000 farming families that are supplying our, our, the needs for our factory. So, so that's kind of how we got into cashews. Well, fascinating. But now, yeah, the name of your company is Sunshine Nut Company. But what products do you um, source from uh, um, Mozambique? Yeah, so we're just uh, we just entered the U.S. market probably about 18 months ago, a little more than that, and uh, we're in 2,000 stores in the U.S., you know, all the big guys, we've got Giant, Stop and Shop, Ajo, uh, Martins, Wegmans, Whole Foods, Raley's. Uh, we're getting into some more recently. I have some, some other, uh, some other um, trips next week. But we're limited to cashews right now because Mozambique, the, the one product that they have, and the only nut product really, aside from a little bit of macadamia, is, is cashews. So we've got a long way to go in cashews before we bridge out into uh, other items, I think. So you primarily, but do you also, uh, you mentioned earlier that you, you sell, do you also sell to big combines uh, on a bulk basis? Uh, what we do is we have four flavors of our cashews. So we have plain and salted, but then I developed an herb blend and a spiced blend that we offer as well. So we've got all four of those in a 200 gram package. But then our, our larger customers have been asking for bulk. So normally you get bulk in 25 pound um, sacks. We chose to go with a 10 pound sack that, is, uh, that has a foil bag because one of the things that we, we bring is freshness of the product. We get the product shelled right down the road. It goes right into the package, and that is a competitive advantage for us. Well, I wanted to bring that same co competitive advantage into the bulk uh, offering. So we have a very fresh bulk offering. The fact that it's in 10 pounds, when they fill a, a canister in the, in the store, um, they're moving that product quicker, and so it, it remains fresher. And that's... Uh, well, how do you how do you trans 
this point. You first. Go ahead, Don. You were about to say? Don? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, what, uh, you first. What were you about to say? Well, did you say, how do I transfer that? Uh, you get cut off. Well, yeah. Right well, that was going to be a question, yes. Okay. How do you get it from well, Mozambique to the U.S.? Okay, and that's where my industrial engineering degree is in. You know, I was, I really turned around a lot of things at Hershey, brought a lot of innovation, and, and what I look to do is cut out unnecessary costs. Uh, we've done that with our logistics. We haven't done that with our labor and our operations because our whole goal is really to, um, to employ people, okay? So our logistics, mm -hmm. what we do, we bring it right out of the uh, Maputo port, on ships, and we've negotiated rates with the uh, with the cargo companies, and we bring it right into the Baltimore port, is our port of entry, and from there it goes into breaking bulk, into a warehouse that's close by, and then we bring it into the ES3 facility in York, which is a fully automatic robotic armed um, distribution system. So we've been lucky to to get proper partnerships with people who are really excelling in certain in certain competencies. And and ES3 is part of it, it's a sister company to CNS Distributor, which is the largest distributor in the U.S. Which we also we are dealing with all five major distributors. Um, the the three prominent ones are CNS. Um, UNFI and Kihi. Hmm. Well, it's really fascinating. You've been there five years. Uh, are you still an American citizen, or have you become a Mo Mozambique citizen? No, I will always be an American citizen. Uh, um, you know, my wife and I moved uh, with our youngest son William uh, to Mozambique five years ago. We left two children, Cassie and Brent, continuing in school. And uh, they have uh, since become very, very excited about what we're doing, and they're uh, they're helping in different ways. Um, but uh, you know, it was, it was tough to to split up the family. Uh, we we didn't know anyone in Mozambique. We came in, we renovated a facility, um, and then we we went to a, a local orphanage that had a lot of adults that had had come out of the orphanage, just kind of hanging around. There's really no no employment in Mozambique. There's no opportunity, no hope. So one of our goals was to employ young men and women who had come out of children's centers. And uh, right now, all of them, you know, we, we've got uh, seven promotions we've done. One into production manager, a young man named Benario, who, um, who uh, grew up on the streets. His father uh, died. His mother abandoned him. Now he's, uh, he's doing really well as a production manager. And a whole host of other incredible stories. One of the things that the company does is it, while it does employment and and takes care of the value chain, we also then give back 90% of our profits of the company back into um, what we call hand-up uh, projects. Um, basically, we're looking at the farming communities, and we have a very active program for orphan care since 10% of the population of Mozambique are orphaned. And uh, mm -hmm. so we, we, ma we match up, uh, you know, my wife is uh, 
Director of Social Impact for Sunshine Nut Company. She is actively involved in all kinds of initiatives, uh, bringing we, – we purchase homes and then we, we pair up uh, widows with orphans and make family units and put them into the, the homes. We actually put the homes in the children's names. So, you know, it's really uh, an uplifting experience for them. And we – then we oversee to make sure that the care is good and that the kids are, are thriving in those environments. But, uh, well, you know, I covered Africa for um, many years, and I, 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 I know the conditions there, and what you're doing sounds terrific. But how do you deal um, – African governments are not like our governments, but how do you deal with them, and what, what advice would you give uh, – someone who's even contemplating something like you're doing. Yeah, I think the key, you know, what one of the things that we went in were actually, you know, I, I had a very successful career, and I had a lot of job offers when I decided to do this uh, with very good companies, but I wanted to do something to help people. So one of the premises is really while we're there to make money, we're giving all that money back. So within the value chain, Doing the right thing is the most important thing. And so, you know, you hear all the stories about corruption, exploitation, you know, and we hit some of those. And what we needed was patience, okay? And we have not given in to that. The Mozambican government has actually been very wonderful. And uh, early on, the first trip, I met the ex-foreign minister of Mozambique, and uh, he has been very good at, at telling us kind of how to operate and, and how to be successful in Mozambique. And, you know, one of the great things about our business model, which I call the Sunshine of Boach, it's a, it's a quadruple bottom line business model uh, where, you know, the, the triple bottom line of, of an financial, environmental, and social, we have added a fourth objective of transformational. And our aim is to transform all around us into a, in a better environment. And when you're, giving, when you're creating a market and you're putting a, a product in the world's finest retailers of a, of a very important crop for Mozambique, and then you're giving 90% of the profits back into uh, farming community niches. We have medical teams. We have uh, dentist teams. We have teacher teams. We've had Penn State University there um, and students from Northwestern University doing projects in the villages that are truly transformational. So when you have all those things, the cooperation of the government goes way up because they feel that we are not coming to exploit and take money out of, of the raw materials uh, of their country. So, so, so far, the, uh, the, the uh, conditions have been very good. Now, we're planning on taking this to other African countries. And I've been speaking uh, and being part of the World Economic Forum for Africa for the last four years. I actually pay my way to the different forums. And uh, I have other countries just desiring to want to be, to want to bring uh, what I call my factory in a box because everything I need comes in a 40-foot container to run the factory. So they're looking for me to expand into other countries. So we'll see as this continues to go. It, it takes uh, every every ounce of negotiations that I learned as being a director of global sourcing for Hershey, uh, and uh, it's been fun. Uh, I enjoy that type of challenge. 
Well, um, where where were you born and raised? Uh, well, I was born in Chicago. My father worked for R. Donnelly Printing. Uh, he was sent to run a factory in Old Saber, Connecticut. So I was six years old when we moved to Old Saber, right on the right on the ocean, uh, on the Long Island Sound. I lived there till 13. From there, we went to the, the printing companies uh, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, among the Amish communities. So from 13 on until college, I, I lived in Lancaster. My my family is still in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, just curious. You 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 seem to have a world of vision that that's different than any, than any we've. Uh, uh, had on this program in a long time. Um, if someone wanted to talk to you more or find out more, how can they do it? Uh, probably the best way is to come through our website, um, uh, sunshinenuts.com, and info at sunshinenuts.com is the email address. That's probably the best way they can get in touch with me. Uh, getting a well, lot of, you know, I've been, do I've been doing a lot of different talks. Um, the The... European Economic Summit I spoke at for two years. I was just at the Nobel Peace Prize Forum in Milwaukee where I spoke on a couple panels. Um, the, uh, I was actually invited by Mars executives to the first annual Responsible Business Forum at the Syed Business School in Oxford, uh, at Oxford University. That was just a few months ago, and that has led to a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of different uh, openings. But I'm I'm always excited to share what we're doing, and there's a lot out there. There's just a Forbes article that came out. If someone just Google Sunshine Nut Company or Don Larson, I've done two TED TEDx talks. So there's a lot out there to learn more about what we're doing just through uh, the internet and the, and the web. Well, truly, Don, uh, you're one of the. Uh, the greatest guest we've had on this program, and we really wish you good luck on your uh, endeavors. And when the next time you come in the States, we'd love to have you back on the program. That would be great. Yeah, it's it's always a, you know, the, the amount of different things. You know, we had just about everything the American dream could, could uh, have. You know, I had a Porsche. I had a hot air balloon for 20 years, a large house with a pool. I have wonderful kids, a beautiful wife, all these things. You know, it's just like I, I found great. It was the American dream, but I was very unfulfilled. And and it was a point in my life that I'm like, I really want to do something that matters. And so we chose this. We sold off everything. We headed to Mozambique. We live among the poor. We have very modest lifestyle. And I couldn't be happier. The amount of just the, the ability to transform people's lives and give them hope and opportunity has really been incredible. So I encourage everyone to think about what they're doing. And, and if they're not very satisfied, there are ways to become satisfied. Well, really, thank you, Don, for, uh, as I say, a really great interview and restoring our uh, faith and uh, uh, you know, people complain about business, but I often think businessmen people do more for each other than than they're ever given credit for. Mm, I, I agree with that, Don. There's so much potential within business, and that's what I've learned over the years. And so, you know, we're looking to to put that power into the into good use. So, 
appreciate you having me on the program. Well, we, no, we appreciate you, uh, Don. Thank you, and and have have a good rest of the vacation, and and good luck in the future. Thank you very much, Don. You take care. Have, have a good day. All right. Bye bye. Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car, because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. You know what else you don't see? My girlfriend, who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. And hey, you know what else you don't see? You don't see me leaving for work in the morning, because I missed so much time with court and everything that I got fired. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Fios is not cable. We're wired differently, which means you can get the fastest Internet available with equal upload and download speeds from 50 to 500 megs. So you can upload 200 photos before your favorite song is finished. Click the ad and switch to Files today to get our best offer ever. Want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself? Go to 2HSA.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit cost. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2HSA.com. That's 2HSA.com. We're waiting. We're waiting for our next guest, Kyle Kensing, to uh, come and join us. Uh, 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 he's the creator of a, a new survey about the gig economy, and we're really looking forward to uh, hearing uh, what he has to say, because, uh, as uh, most of us know, the the world of work is changing, particularly in the United States. Um, uh, every study we've seen in the past couple of years have indicated that uh, uh, companies, large and small, are reluctant to add people. Obamacare, which may or may not be uh, repealed by uh, the Republican Congress, uh, actually uh, did incentivize uh, uh, companies to uh, hire more than 50 people because then uh, uh, they became subject to more stringent rules and uh, uh, regulations. It's an interesting time, and uh, his study, which uh, I don't want to presume to take away, uh, uh, really showed what's happening in this world and how important it is for individuals to uh, realize that the old model of working for the same company for 40 years and then retiring is uh, becoming almost as obsolete as the horseless carriage. But but in the meantime, we're going to go silent for the next two and a half minutes, waiting for him. Uh, uh, we we will change we will change this in the uh, uh, when we archive it. But in the meantime, um, please enjoy. The, the music that will follow from this. And we'll be back with you in a few minutes.